Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to another Geek Time podcast. Today I'm talking to the Grammy-nominated musician Jeff Russo, who um, you probably have heard his work most recently on uh, the fantastic TV show Fargo, uh, starring um, Martin Freeman and Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, he's also working on the Star's original new drama called Power, which you can get on iTunes and various other download uh, places in the UK. Uh, you may also know him as the lead guitarist and co-songwriter in the rock band Tonic. As ever, if you want any news or information on upcoming TV shows or uh, UK premiere dates, then come to the main website at geektown.co.uk. Hope you enjoy the interview. Hi Jeff, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Where are you today? I'm at my studio. You were, where's your studio based? My studio's in Los Angeles, in the heart of Hollywood, <laughs> right in the middle of it all. Very nice. I, I hear it's as hot as hell over there at the moment. So. <laughs> Literally hotter than hell. <laughs> so hot. It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, just wanted to talk to you a bit about your, your work on uh, some of the TV shows and a sure. uh, bit of background about you and that sort of stuff so um start off um yeah just a bit about you how um how did you get into music where, where did you grow up to start off with well i, I grew up in new york city okay uh, and uh you know pl- always played played music since i was a kid like i sort of dabbled with multiple instruments and yeah i started on violin when i was in the fourth grade that was sort of the mandatory pick a pick an instrument and my mom picked violin for me and I played that for a year and then the next year I played clarinet for a year and then in sixth grade I finally got on um, snare drum and I started playing uh, uh, snare drum in the orchestra, the school orchestra. Cool. So drums sort of took over for me and then I got a drum kit when I was in the seventh grade and then started playing rock music (laughs) and then sometime when I was like 15 or 16 I was playing in a band and I saw that the guitar player was getting all the girls. <laughs> so I said, that's what I want to do. I want to I be a guitar player. So then I picked up a guitar and I just started playing guitar. Um, and uh, then, you know, been playing guitar in a rock band for the last 25 years. Wow, yeah. And only recently, you know, in like 2007, 2006, 2007, I started um, sort of getting into the... Uh, uh, getting into the um, the film and TV aspect of things. Okay, 
Cool. Um, My life in a nutshell. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so you you started off on on violin and went weirdly. That's that's the same thing over here. That's how I ended up. Uh, I I started. I don't really play very much of anything these days, but uh, it was the same with me. My mum picked violin for me. Right. <laughs> how did you get into involved into uh, composing the uh, TV stuff then? Well, in in two thousand six, late two thousand five, my band. And I, we all sort of decided to take a bit of a break. We decided to um, just call it a day for a little while. We we had all been touring for a very long time and making records, and we just decided to try to do some other things. And Emerson, uh, the singer in the band, uh, he went and did a solo record. I started writing some songs, and then my good friend Wendy Melvoin of the duo Wendy and Lisa. Right. Um, she she said, why don't you uh, come check out what we're doing in the studio? Because I'd always loved um, music for film, music for TV, and I, I sort of got hooked when I was asked to play on a score a few years prior. Um, so I, w- I went to their studio, I watched what they were doing, and I started working for them. I started you know, basically just editing and engineering and like that kind of thing, and then I started uh, writing some music for them. Um, and uh, I just got hooked and I, I was like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. I love this. <laughs> so, and then I just continued to, uh, I continued to, um, to do that. And then a couple of years later, I got my first show, my own show. Yeah. Um, and that's really how it all began. Cool. Okay. Um, you currently are working on Fargo or I've just finished working on Fargo, I guess. Yeah, I, we we finished a, a little bit ago. I've actually started um, sketching some ideas for season two. Um, so I've written like three pieces of music so far. I'll probably write another six or seven, I think, before we start filming, um, which is basically what I did for season one as well. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and I'm working on a few other shows at the same time. Um, with Fargo, I have a little bit of lead time since we don't actually go back into production until January. Okay, yeah. See, that's interesting because so you're you're writing the music without having any of the footage in front of you. Yeah, I, and that's what I did for season one. Um, you know, Noah and I have sort of collaborated and been working together for a while. Um, he sends me scripts and outlines and stuff, and I sort of follow from that. I write from script. Okay, um, that's that's really where I start from. You know, obviously, there's no there's no. Um, uh, there's no substitute for writing music to the picture that you're seeing, um, but I was able to really sort of get the vibe just from the um, just from the the scripts, and I, I think I'm I'm getting the same from uh, from from season two. Cool. So okay. So yeah. So you get all the scripts and then do it from that. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit of both. It's I'm writing from script, and then of course things will get adjusted, and new cues and new themes will be written once I see picture as well. But I really make sort of a basic palette template and basic themes for the characters and themes for the show. Okay. Um, uh, before before we ever uh, shoot picture. Okay, it's it's um, a, a quite sort of haunting uh, theme that Fargo has. Uh, mm. I mean, you know, it, it's a very, it's a great show. I, I saw all of the first season. It's fantastic. Um, and uh, and music really does tie it together so well as well. And uh, you're, it, where did the inspiration for that theme come from? Because it's... 
You know, there lots of things were inspiring. Obviously, the show itself. Um, you know, there was some inspiration from the way the the, the original Carter's original score sounded. You know, yeah. he he. I what I took from what I took from the music from the movie was the overall feel of of what his score felt like. You know, it was this really lush, big orchestral environment, um, and I took that and applied it to the melodies and the and the um, themes that I was writing for the show. Yeah. I feel like that was the way to sort of bridge the gap between the movie and the television show. Um, where, where Carter, I think, you know, took his inspiration from the, the Nordic themes, like the, the main theme from the movie, my understanding is, is, was based on a, um, on a Nordic folk song um, called The Lost Sheep. Okay. Uh, and I, I sort of went in a more Eastern European um, vibe. Uh, it was just something that inspired me, like that sort of lush chord progression and 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 big strings and lush strings, um, really inspired me. So I think I just took it in a tiny bit different of a direction in terms of the geography of it. Um, because I felt like Russia and Eastern European, they have a cold feeling as well. Yeah. Northern European people. Sure. Um, so, it, but the inspiration really, really comes from the story. The, the inspiration for, um, like, the themes that I wrote for, for Malvo and the theme I wrote for, um, for, uh, for Molly and for Gus, you know, really came from the story and from the character arcs. You yeah. know, that's really where most of the inspiration comes from. Okay, cool. Um, you you're working with a are you working with a live orchestra uh, to to score that then? I am yeah I, I I mock up the I mock up the cues in my studio using you know all the sample libraries that we all have uh, at our fingertips yeah uh, and then uh, and then take it to um, take it to Prague where we recorded uh, recorded the orchestra in Czechoslovakia and not Czechoslovakia the former Czech Republic the Czech Republic <laughs> right okay right? former Czechoslovakia the Czech Republic in Prague. So how was uh, how was working with uh, is that the first time you've done uh, something with that sort of size orchestra or, or? Uh, this was definitely the biggest orchestra I'd ever worked with it was the first time I'd ever done any orchestra uh, recording for television show that's for sure right uh, so doing that week to week was was uh, harrowing to say the <laughs> least. Um, but yeah this was my first real foray into writing for a big orchestra so uh, were, were you based out there while you were doing it then or, or no, were you no. I, I went for the first recording and then all subsequent recordings I did via Skype with the conductor and the and the contractor in the studio and it's yeah I mean I'll tell you the 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 technology is pretty incredible you know it sounded great in my studio we were connected via source connect yeah. and um, you know then we got the tracks emailed to us or you know uploaded via FTP server and uh it all just worked out so well i mean just it's it's just easy it's not you don't have to be there i like being there i like being able to walk out and tell the violinist how <laughs> i want to feel or or tell the the conductor like what it is is missing yeah. but i it was almost as easy to do that via skype yeah 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 it's great the way the technology works these days <laughs> pretty incredible it really is <laughs> yeah yeah um so uh your the other movie the other sorry show you're working on at the moment is uh, power 
Yeah, I do. Uh, um, we're, we're again, they just started shooting season two. So that's all going to be beginning before I get back to work um, in, in uh, just proper working on Fargo. Um, so, yeah, that's a show for Stars Network. Yeah, I think it's 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 out over here on iTunes and some of the video on demand download things. I don't think it's actually on a on a network, so it's not one I've caught yet. But um, Fifty Cent's exact producer on that one, isn't he? He's Is, not only an executive producer, but one of the co-stars of the show. Oh right, okay. So are you that's got to be a, obviously a very different type of of feel to, yes. to, uh, to to something like Fargo. So how's are you actually working with him on that, or no, no, no? I, I've never met Mr. Scent, uh, <laughs> right. as I like to call him. Uh, I've never met Mr. Jackson. Um, he he is uh, you know an executive producer from afar. Um, I'm sure he gets cuts and makes his notes, and they filter down to me. But I've never had any direct contact with him. Right. Um, so you know, I deal mainly with the two show running executive producers who you know send me the cuts and give me notes and but yeah the the score itself is is significantly different than um than any uh than any other things I'm working on right now it's i it's not like um urban it's not an urban score it's it's a more um cerebral score it's much more underscore than it is like active participation. Right. You know, the score is not played very loud, but it definitely makes an impact in the vibe of the show, and yeah. that's what they were looking for. They were really looking for a way to underscore the grittiness and dirtiness of the city, the dichotomy of the character, the main characters' two sides, um, and, and and the contrast of the two worlds that this guy was living in. So, it, it was a very interesting, um, it was a very interesting and challenging score for me to to write and be a part of. In as far as I really like the character work, but it was much different than the stuff I was writing for Fargo, and I was doing both at the same time. <laughs> so going going back and forth from writing, you know, these really lush, beautiful melodies on on violin and and clarinet and English horn, to writing this very sort of dark intense ambient sounding more electronic score it was really nice really nice to sort of go back and forth between the two yeah it was it, it was ever difficult sort of getting from one headspace into the other yeah occasionally i would have to like take a 10 minute break and walk out and have a coffee <laughs> and come back and sort of reset my brain but yeah i mean it's not it's not easy but it's doable you know you just, it's just music writing it's just writing music <laughs> you've worked on a few feature films as well um do you have any preference for one over the other, and is how different is the process for you? Well, the the process is completely different, and I I love both. I love the process of both. I mean, with with movies, there's a little more time to sort of stretch out and try different ideas. Whereas with TV, and I, you know, I I say this, and I, it really doesn't apply as much to Fargo because with Fargo, I try to pre-write a lot of music. So when there is something that's not working, Noah um, has an opportunity to tell me, yeah, this is not really feeling in what, I'm, what I was thinking. Let's try this again. And I have all this time because we haven't even started shooting yet. Yeah. Um, with with um, television proper, like, you know, getting into it, like getting a locked cut of a picture and having four or five days to write a score, Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of time to try different ideas. Your first idea is usually your only idea and it better be your best idea. Yeah. Um, so I like that. I, I like that I have to work under pressure because I, I think I operate 
I operate on all 12 cylinders when I'm, when I'm under. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Excuse me, when I'm under that kind of pressure, um, and with movies, like, you know, I just did a movie called The Surface at the beginning of this year. Right. Um, and I had, you know, I had like eight weeks or nine weeks to just sort of watch the movie with my guitar and I watched it and I would play my guitar and I'd be like, hey, I don't really like that idea. Let's watch that again. I'll, play, I'll write something else. <laughs> I really had a lot more leeway in terms of time that I had to write it. And I, I like that idea as well. You know, the, the idea that movies are not make, you know, I, I'm not in a position in my career to be doing Iron Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Pon Zimmer is doing all those big movies and all these there are these guys that are doing these two hundred million dollar movies. The movies that I would be doing don't really get made as much anymore. You know, the, these movies that are between five million and seventy million dollars. Yeah. Those movies are now being made as television shows, like Fargo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the that is the thing with Fargo. I mean, it's unbelievably cin- cinematic in in the way it's shot and the way it's scored, like you say, you know. I, I think a lot of television shows are are sort of making that transition to that because, you know, the, those shows would have been made as movies 15, 20 years ago. You know, yeah. when there was more of a market for those middle budgeted movies. You know, um, so these lower budget movies, you 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 uh, you you don't have the access to big orchestras and you don't have the access to big so that you write yeah. you end up writing these scores that are a lot more um uh eclectic sounding a yeah. lot sort of smaller and more focused um and they're not as giantly cinematic like you know these big movies but they have they have uh charm and i i, I really enjoy doing that yeah yeah um you you've also written some stuff for the New York Ballet Company as well. It's, it uh, said on your uh, your profile. How yeah. how how different is is that from composing for film and TV? Well, not that much. Um, it was interesting. I did I did that. Uh, I wrote music um, for it was the Cedar Lake Ensemble Ballet Company, which is a New York ballet company. Right. Um, I wrote a piece, a big piece for them, um, about nine years ago. There wasn't that much difference in terms of I went and watched the um, uh, I went and I watched them do their do their choreography, which had already been written. The choreography had already been written, so I was writing music to that choreography. Right. So I went to their rehearsal, took a video camera, videotaped their rehearsal, and then went back to my studio and basically scored the. Um, the uh, the choreography, right? Um, and I I it was a really intense experience. It was really great. Like I had to find the right rhythm um, that would work because tempo can change drastically with with um, with choreography. Yeah. So it was an interesting way to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a 
it's a very eclectic mix of stuff you've got going up. Um, you uh, you also mentioned the band as well, which is uh, uh, Tonic, which. Uh, what two Grammys? I believe for number one yes, singles and... uh, a while ago. But yeah, we we uh, there were two Grammys involved in our career back in two thousand three. Okay. Um, how are you? I, I know you're still touring because I saw a thing on your uh, your Twitter about coming back from Atlanta. So mm-hmm. um, you yeah. um, how how is balancing the band with your composing life? Well, as I'm getting more um, as I'm getting busier. Uh, as I'm working more on Fargo, Power, I'm, I'm starting a show called CSI Cyber. Um, oh, cool. Yes. I'd, I'd heard about that. That looks uh, good. It's interesting. It's, it's, you know, it's definitely an interesting take on the police procedural, and I'm very excited to get started on it. Yeah. Uh, but as I'm getting busier and busier, it's getting more and more difficult to, bet, to juggle. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. And he was like, that must be really difficult. Like, you know, I, I go and do these weekend shows, then I come home and I work all week, and then I go and do more shows. It's like I don't really get to spend much time with my kids. Yeah. yeah. So it, uh, it has been – it's difficult. I'm, I'm managing – I have been managing up to now. We'll see what happens in the future. Yeah. You know, we've, we've decided that we want to make another record. We've decided that we want to do more stuff in, 20, in 2015. So we'll see how that all works out. Hopefully it will. I'm sure we'll make something work. <laughs> You're going to be busy, I think. <laughs> uh, well, I'm already busy. I'm going to be terribly busy. <laughs> You're going to be going home and your wife's going to be like, what's he look like? <laughs> yeah, she's going to be husband. like, I'm, I'm married. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to mention, your, your wife is a musician as well, isn't she? She is um, from a band, a little known band called Veruca Salt. <laughs> right. Um, so yes, they've been touring and, you know, they, they were pretty successful back in the nineties and now they're sort of making a reunion run at it. Um, so that's been really interesting. She's about to go on tour in Australia. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's now we're really juggling now (laughs) me touring and working as much as I'm doing with her going and doing that. It's been a, yeah, it's been a, it's been a thing. (laughs) Interesting. I think that's the word you're looking for. Um, yeah, if you ever work together, you know, or is that a really bad idea? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it is, it is, um, it is. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put this diplomatically. Put this, yeah, <laughs> it's difficult to work with your with your significant other. Yeah, uh, it, it takes a very specific type of personality type. Yeah. on both parts to be able to make that work. We're both pretty sure of ourselves. Yeah. We're both pretty intent on being right creatively um, <laughs> because that's just the way we are. Yeah. So we have worked together um, and it's a difficult, it's difficult. <laughs> we, it's, it's enjoyable, but it is difficult. And we've written some songs together. Um, I wrote some songs for a show that I worked on called Necessary Roughness a few years back that yeah. I had help me write some lyrics on. Um, so yes, we have worked together. Um, and like I said, it's not easy, but when it, when it works, it's, it's just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
a couple of other shows they mentioned you uh, you worked on. I, there's some of your music in uh, Castle, and which is a great yeah. show. Uh, and uh, I noticed Smash was on there as well. Well, okay, so let's talk about those things. It's yeah. funny, like people look at IMDb and they just assume, you know, like oh, there's all this stuff. So I wrote a rap song for Castle because I happened to know one of the writer. I, I he's no longer on the show, but I knew one of the writers and one of the producers who said, "Hey, let's write a rap song because there's a scene where the two characters were doing a rap song." So I did that. Okay. Um, for Smash, um, I wrote a couple of cues for the show because I was close friends with the music editor and he said we can't get this these two cues. It was before Chris Bacon had take, taken over um, scoring duties from Mark Shaman. Right. Um, so in that little bit of time I was here, they were in New York Dan called me and said, hey do you have something we could use in this one transition here and I, I wrote them something and they used it. Yeah. Um, so Yes, I have. I had written some cues for for Smash, but not in any meaningful sort of way. It was like, um, you know, asked to do a little quick help, and I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I was talking to uh, Dan Litch um, oh, uh -huh. a couple of months back, and he was he was saying, yeah, I, that apparently there's some of his stuff in the blackness, but he has no idea what it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, like occasionally editors will temp in music from other composers that they've worked with. Yeah, and. You know, it'll end up staying, and they'll just license the track. That happens all the time. Yeah, you know, they just haven't been able to find the right perfect thing for this one thing, and the composer is gosh crazy doing episodes four, five, and six, and they're trying to finish episode two. It's just like you know, it becomes a complete cluster. Um, yeah, and, uh, and and that happens, you know. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, the turnaround on TV shows these days is is insane. So. It's pretty insane. I mean, I, 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 who was I talking to? Um, Phil Eisler, I was talking to uh, a few months ago. Uh, was saying that you know he's he's kind of writing like till practically until the few days before they air the thing. You know, sure. sometimes I've done that. Like you know, yeah, like all of the deadlines start getting pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, and then all of a sudden you're like. Okay, we're airing in three days. We have to mix today, so you <laughs> must be done. But you're not because you've got this page full of notes. I mean, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. But I, I thrive on that. You know, most television composers, <clears throat> most successful television composers, composers, I think, thrive on that sort of like, you know, up to the last possible minute stress. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 good you do because because there seems to be a lot of it. <laughs> um, so a uh, couple of final questions. Uh, one we always ask because we cover a lot of TV shows uh, is is do you have a favorite TV show um, and or is there one that you would love to be involved on scoring? Ah, uh, you know that that kind of question is difficult because what what can make one of my favorite shows is the music that's obviously being done by someone else. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, uh I have some shows that I love to watch. I love watching House of Cards, but I think Great that show. that Jeff Beal does a fantastic job and I would never want to take that gig. <laughs> it's already great. Like let the let the dudes doing great work do great work, you know. Yeah. Uh, I I I really enjoy that show. I really enjoy Ray Donovan and that's the a great score, show. And the score for Ray Donovan, I think it's Marcelo Zvaros. I think does um, does sure. Ray Donovan yeah. great job. Does a great job. You know, yeah. like 
So the shows that I love, I was watching True Blood last night, and I realized, I was like, well, mother, <laughs> Nate Barr does such a good job. I, I'm actually, I want to call him today. I want to be like, D dude, the, the music last night was fantastic. Yeah. And it wasn't last night. Obviously, I'm way behind because it's <laughs> over already. Yeah. But um, really, like, really great. And... At the very beginning, I remember submitting on that show. I remember submitting music on that show and like doing a demo for that show. And it's like <laughs> they chose the right person, yeah, <laughs> because yeah. it does its job, you know. No, I mean, I I love I love Nate stuff. Uh, I, I spoke right. I spoke to him a while back. I just uh, before he got nominated because he got nominated for two Emmys for uh, that yep. and that the Americans last year in tw in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Was, uh, for both, yeah. Yeah, I, I spoke to him just before that. He, yeah. he really should have won those because he was. I, I love his stuff. It's Wait, let me tell you. Let me tell you from from experience. It's an honor to just be nominated. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's. I. I mean, remember that. You're talking about whittling down hundreds and hundreds of different composers. That is to, true. To five. Yeah, and then at that point, like you're already in the top five. It's like you win. <laughs> yeah, well, that is you true. Won. That is true. You know? Yes, you don't get the the statue, but really, it's like I mean, for me, I I literally was thinking like, wow, what the fuck? like some dude guitar player from a rock band, and now I'm writing this orchestral score, and I got nominated for an Emmy. Oh my god, like yeah. that's insanity. <laughs> um, and I I feel like. Dudes like Nate like probably feel the same way. It's like, wow, these people. Yeah, you know, I'm just like I'm just like a guy who likes to play my cello and guitar and write this music for for this stuff, and people dig it. It's it's incredible. It's an incredible feeling. So, yes, he probably should have won, but he won. Yeah, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean two two nominations on the I, that was his first time as well. It was just, it yeah. was just right. phenomenal. And so, then, and right, that's record breaking too, because yeah. no one had ever done that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Night stuff. It's really, really good. And I, I, I love the, I love the stuff on Fargo. It just pulls it oh. together so well as well. Thank you. <coughs> um, oh, look, look what we see. I ordered, I ordered this um, from a place called Norman's Records in London. They, they've released a, a limited release vinyl version of the score, wow. and. Uh, and I, I had to order it from London because it's not available here in the States. It's only available in, um, in Europe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. That's a great cover as well. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> oh, it's really good. Okay, so um, you're, what are you working on now uh, and next year? Obviously, you're on, you're on Power and, and God knows. Well, okay, so I haven't started Power Season 2 yet. I don't know that I'll start that until sometime in October or November. Yeah. Um, I've started working, I've started sketching music for Fargo Season 2. I've started work writing music for CSI Cyber, and I'm also doing a show for USA Network called Complications, okay. um, which is a limited series run. It's a 10-episode run on USA about a doctor who saves the life of a kid who was caught in a gang war. Um, so cool. I'm writing the music for that, and I'm actually – that's a very interesting thing because I'm, I'm having – there's a, a cellist um, in the United States. Her name is Zoe Keating, who I really, really um, am a huge fan of. I'm having her contribute uh, her playing on the score, which is has been a, um, a lot of fun. Cool. Awesome. Right. Uh, we've been on for half an hour, so I'll, I'll let you get back to, to work because I know how 
unbelievably busy you are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's really nice to talk to you. Uh, thanks Real. for taking the time, uh, and uh, good luck with the uh, the shows. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Cheers. Talk to you, talk soon. To you soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bow, 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 bow.